you can delegate ownership, but sometimes you have to invest in having the right people to grow faster and accelerate growth. Because if you don't have the right people with the right level of expertise and you're giving them ownership of things, you're going to have these kind of breakdowns. You're going to have problems because they don't have the expertise to make the right decisions. And it's not just having the people, it's having the right people. And sometimes, and this is really, really hard, like when you're up leveling, there are some really hard decisions to make. And sometimes some people need to get off the bus to allow other people to get on the bus. What got you here won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence, and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley, and this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. Hey friends, as we're dropping this episode, we are ending 2022. And wow, what an extraordinarily powerful year for so many of us, right? (laughs) We are on the heels of you know, three years of complete transformation across the globe. You know, we've closed a pandemic. A lot of people started experiencing these interesting recession type vibes. And Sam and I thought this would be a really beautiful opportunity, you know, as we look at what does it take to keep reaching to that next level and achieving that next level? What is it, what do we like experience throughout the year as growth opportunities? You know, where was the the painful lesson, because we know they're painful when we're in them, right? And then what emerged for us as an opportunity out of that? So Sam, you want to add anything to that before we drop into the learnings, the lessons, the growth? I guess what I want to say before we go into it is that you can't move forward without reflecting backwards. So this is something that we hope that you listen to and reflect back and take your learnings for the year so that you can then you know, put those thoughts together so that you are able to move forward into the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just real quick, I, I reflect on this as like one of the things I do with my groups, my coaching clients is we always do that. We reflect on the year. I call it like the year in wrap up. I have a little worksheet we use and we reflect on that. And then we use that as fuel for like elevating who we're being and how we go about accomplishing the next year. So I'm excited to share some of what is going to be quite painful things to discuss because <laughs> they were uh, quite painful as I went through them. I don't know about you, Sam, but uh, let's just dig in. So Sam, you want to share one of yours first? Okay. So I guess one of the biggest things for, and when I say us, I'm talking about us as a, as a company, not just me personally, was, you know, a lot of people thought that the recession has come about because of COVID, but in actual fact, it was predicted many years before that. So I've been preparing for quite a few years. So what I did this year was actually tripled my investment in coaches. And I did it for a few reasons. Number one is when things get tight, I find a lot more difficult to make decisions. You know, when things are under pressure, I can't make decisions as quickly as I normally do. And I am someone that makes decisions extremely quickly. So I wanted to bring other coaches in so they could sort of see from the outside, meaning that, you know, we could pivot as quickly as possible. But also 
I really like having someone there that I don't, it's not that I lean on them, but I feel like I have more confidence in myself when I know that I've got someone there supporting me. So that was a huge thing for us this year because that investment has been large, <laughs> quite large to triple our investment, but I'm really happy with where it's going and we will continue that into 2023. Hmm. I think that's such a great observation about, and not necessarily maybe a lesson or a learning, but like a remembering how valuable those investments can be, even when like the world around us feels like it's shrinking, like it's okay to lean in and invest in where you're going next. So I love that you shared that. Yeah, totally. No, I know you've had a lot of challenges this year and we've spoken many, many times <laughs> around a challenge that you've had that you've spent a lot of time on. And money. Are you open <laughs> are you open to diving deep into this one? Yes, because I feel like it's, you know, at first I was kind of thinking, oh my God, I'm an idiot, right? Like, how is it that I'm the only one dealing with this? And I started sharing with some of my clients and some other communities that I'm in. And I was like, oh, other people are in this and they just actually don't know what it is. Mm. And so let me back up and say that the cornerstone of this is I love having team to delegate to. I find that it helps me accomplish things that I can't do on my own. Obviously, you and I both believe in outsourcing and delegating to grow faster. Mm -hmm. But I have a tendency to over-delegate sometimes. Can you just explain what what yeah, what you feel that is or like what are the symptoms mm -hmm. that you know that that's happening? Mm. Well, actually, this story will tell you the symptoms. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a doozy. But what I mean by over delegating is when you're maybe delegating to people who don't have the right expertise or they're the wrong people in a certain position and they don't have the authority and the skill set to take on that ownership. Mm -hmm. and, and, or you are blindly delegating and you don't have checkpoints. For me, what happened, let me unpack this and, and this will explain the symptom. What happened for me is I don't like to get bogged down in the weeds and the minutia of the operations, like the technical side of things. Mm -hmm. And I do have checkpoints. And so I started to notice in checkpoints that our email issues were, our deliverability issues were going way up. And I started to unpack that. So again, it was on the radar. I started noticing, okay, we have like 6%, 12% opens. That's really low, but it was a kind of an industry standard or norm. We looked into it. We found out, oh, we have some issues with not cleaning our list. We fixed that. Came back, had another round of issues after spending a fortune to fix the first set of issues and realized that one of my team members had not double checked everything was set up properly when we moved our website to a new server company and did not establish certain settings. I don't even remember what they're called because that's probably how annoyed I was by this whole process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a, it was like a DMARC setting or something like that. And so we were hard bouncing emails as fast as we were opting people in. And I, I know you remember this. I was literally sick to my stomach. Mm. We spent thousands of dollars to fix it. And one small misstep led to losing thousands of subscribers who wanted to be there. Mm. There was people literally going like, I'm not getting this. I really want it. 
And I'm like, how do we fix this? And so the learning for me, because I got kind of steeped in the pain of that for a little bit, because when you're in those moments, sometimes it's very overwhelming to kind of see the lesson through the, the pain. Absolutely. But I realized like, oh my gosh, like I'm asking the wrong person to take ownership of this. Like they were beyond their capacity of what they knew. And it kind of brings me to like the second learning was you can delegate ownership, but sometimes you have to invest in having the right people to grow mm. faster and accelerate growth. Because if you don't have the right people with the right level of expertise and you're giving them ownership of things, you're going to have these kind of breakdowns. You're going to have problems because they don't have the expertise to make the right decisions. Mm. And I kind of knew this, Sam, like I had some little like glimmers of this problem on and off. And because I was moving so fast, I just didn't deal with it fast enough. So yeah, so double whammy and really powerful learning because as we fixed those problems and we started to like get all the settings right, we went through and cleaned our list properly. Yes, we lost an enormous amount of subscribers, but now our list is so clean and so powerful and, and so engaged that we're getting 60 and 70% open rates. We're getting much better traction with our email campaigns. People are actually seeing emails that weren't getting emails for a while. So, you know, on the other side of it, I feel like we've developed a new skill set and a strength of how to create emails that are actually getting more, you know, delivering more impact to the community that's reading them, but also getting through to people. Mm. I think it's so powerful. And thank you for sharing that because this is just such a huge one. And I think that this learning of you need the right people on the bus to go to the next level is so important. And this is actually, I think, one of the things that stops people at a certain point, because I see it happen to everyone. And it's not just having the people, it's having the right people. And sometimes, and this is really, really hard, like when you're up leveling, there are some really hard decisions to make. And sometimes some people need to get off the bus to allow other people to get on the bus. And I really think that what you shared there was so valuable because like you say, some people, a lot of people don't share these things and they don't realize that this is happening to everyone. And having to let people go is not fun, but it is something that at some point, every single one of us will need to do. Yeah. Well, and as I mentioned, this was kind of a duo for me, you know, the email issue, but then also recognizing, wow, okay, so I'm delegating to the really good people, but the wrong things. Mm -hmm. What it gave me an opportunity to do is restructure my team. So luckily for me, I didn't have to actually let go of anybody mm -hmm. because they're great team members, but there's that, I don't remember what the book is, but you know, there was the analogy of like, do you have the right people in the right seats of your bus as you're talking about the bus mm -hmm. <laughs> from good to great? That's what it was. Uh -huh. And I realized like I have good people who can't be great because I'm asking them to do things outside of their core competencies. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, like this is kind of big business stuff. Like I had to put my girl boss panties on, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> and like, all right, I got to have some challenging conversations and ask them, like, where do you really want to be? And I had to let go of my attachment to I need you to be here because I count on you and put them where they could thrive and do better and then find someone to fill those spots that they were stretching really hard to do. But I was asking them to be something they didn't even want to be. Mm. And that's a remedy or a recipe, if you will, 
for failure. Absolutely. Because nobody's winning in those moments. Absolutely. So that was my one two punch. I feel like I'm coming out so much stronger. I've already found that, you know, pivotal person to take that third spot on the team to ramp up those pieces that were kind of falling apart. And you know what what I found, you were mentioning that you felt so much more confident with, you know, tripling your investment coaches. Well, I more than tripled my investment in my team. Mm. And I felt literally like I felt like this click of, oh, everything's easy. Everything's clear. Everything's like, I feel inspired again. So that for me, as a human design manifester was a critical piece of my puzzle. I love that you just said that because I was about to say <laughs> that when we listen to our bodies, it gives us the answer. And the fact that you're energized and excited to move in or forwards, that's the absolute green light of we've got everything. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. So excited for you. Let's pass the mic back to you for a minute. You did something that I was in awe of this year. <laughs> It stretched you and your team immensely. Speaking Mm -hmm. of team, I know there were some great wins, but would you be okay talking about that big stretch you went through in September? Maybe what was painful about it and what did you guys learn and how did it help you grow? Of course. So just to pre-frame, this decision that I made that we decided to start on the 1st of December, I think I made the decision on about the 25th of August. So like props to my team, the speed at which they move when I say, hey, we're doing this is absolutely incredible. What I decided to do was publish a podcast episode every single day on my podcast, Influenced by Design. We decided to publish an episode every day for the whole of September. So we called it 30 and 30 because it was 30 episodes in 30 days. I decided to do it because I'd been struggling to write a book and I thought I ran it as a bit of an experiment. If I put together all of the the content that I want in my book and record an episode every single day, can I take the transcripts and move them across into my book? I can't even think of the name of what you put, you know, your book, the words gone. The transcripts. Yeah, that will do. The transcripts. That will do. (laughs) Not the word I was looking for, but let's just go with that. We'll go with it. Publishing 30 episodes in 30 days means that I've got a team that is audio, as you know, Mel, audio editing every day. There's show notes every day. There's images every day. There's publishing it every day. It was a huge, huge load on them, and they absolutely ran with it just for that month, and I actually don't let my team work after hours, I actually get a bit grumpy. If I see them clocking in at a weird time, I'm like, no, no work, you need time off. But for that month, they were in every day, seven days a week, working, making sure that it could all happen. The biggest challenge was that we found out on about the 2nd of September that a very, very close family member only had a few days to live. And we had to race down to Sydney on a few hours notice to be with him. And that ended up turning into four trips down to Sydney and back home to Noosa over the month. So from a personal perspective, it was huge. And about halfway through the month, I thought, you know what? I think that just about everyone I know would actually say, all of this stuff is happening. I'm not gonna follow through with this. 
knowing that there's no one, everyone would be okay with that. No one would say, oh my goodness, I can't believe you didn't follow through on what you said you were going to do. Because in that situation, just about everyone would be like, of course. But I'd made this decision and I was like, no, we're going to do it. We're going to get it finished. And there was a couple of days where I was actually in tears thinking, what am I doing? This is crazy. But in actual fact, I'm really, really glad that I did finish it off and did record an episode every single day. There was a lot of personal learnings for me. One of them being that as I worked through this in my mind, very often we think, which one do I choose, business or family? And one of the biggest learnings for me as I was going through this really intense personal journey was that we can have both that in actual fact, the way that I set my business up, even though I was recording an episode every day, we actually could spend almost every day with the family. So we were able to have the business and the family. So that was from a personal perspective, it was great to see that play out. And from a team perspective, boy, did we get some processes in place that were really tightened up. It was fabulous. Mm. From a business perspective, we got our highest downloads ever. We did over 27,000 downloads for that month, which I'm really proud of. So yeah, it was really, it was a lot, but pressurizing the team actually brought them together. And that was another beautiful win that the way that they worked together was next level to how they normally work together. Mm. There was a one particular moment you mentioned to me, and I don't know if you want to share this. So if you don't, that's okay. But I think this part where you had to dig deep and like overcome like obstacles that you're like, okay, how are we going to do this? So you could stick with the commitment. You mentioned having to get really creative with how you recorded some of your episodes. <laughs> uh, I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. <laughs> so, yeah, there was one we were at, because we were so busy and we were on the road and we were on flights and public transport and all of that. I wasn't recording in advance. It kind of caught up to me by about the middle of the month and we were recording at each day, only the day before. And there was one night and we were down in Sydney and the room that we were staying in had a tin roof. And Sydney had a huge storm and it was raining so hard. And we were waiting up, waiting up. I'm like, no, the rain's going to ease soon. The rain's going to ease soon. We needed it to ease because it was so loud. We couldn't record. We couldn't even hear ourselves speak, let alone record. So it got to midnight and I was like, this, it's, the, the rain isn't easing. Let's just go to bed and we'll get up really early in the morning and we'll record. The team will get this happening and we'll still, you know, release this episode on the same day. Woke up. <laughs> And there was uh, some children playing just over the other side of the fence with their dog and they were screaming and they were laughing and the dog was barking and it was all really great, except we couldn't record. I was like, we haven't got this far to not get this recorded. So I grabbed my mic, we put it in the car, we drove the car to the local shopping centre. It was really early, so there was still no one around. And we actually recorded in the car, in a car park, and we got it done. Love it. <laughs> Such a great story. Bit crazy. Bit crazy. Well, you know, we're talking about podcasts and I feel like, you know, we both have podcasts and we share this podcast. Sorry for my voice. A little creaky today. There's a big learning that emerged out of 2022, I think. You know, you were sharing earlier how 
the state of podcasting has really changed this year coming out of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You want to share what that is and what that meant to you? So what happened at the beginning of the pandemic is a lot of people, because they were home in their home offices, they were on their own, they started a podcast. So the number of podcasts actually went up. I don't know if you remember the number, Melanie. Is it around, did it go up to around 2 million? I know there are 4 million podcasts that are listed, mm -hmm. but not active. Mm. So what happened was all of these people started their podcasts and as soon as everything started opening up again, those podcasts all dropped off. And at the state of, at the time of recording this, there is under a million podcasts. And I think it's only around 400 and something thousand active podcasts. Yeah. It is a huge, huge opportunity, like so huge, considering how many million YouTube channels there are and how many million blogs. I know that you agree with me here that having a podcast is one of the best ways to be visible, to be seen and to have people get to know you because they can, you know, we're diving deep into hearing someone's expertise, hearing what they know, how they talk. You actually feel like when you're hearing someone's voice that you get to know them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really, really powerful medium, my favorite medium. And to be one of only 400,000 podcasts in the entire world when we've actually just, you know, we've got, oh my goodness, I've sat down without the numbers. We've just ticked over to, I think, 8 billion people on the planet. That's incredible. You know, I'm in a podcasting community and somebody asked the other day, like, what was the biggest learning you had from 2022 about your podcast? And over and over and over again, one of the learnings that people said was consistency matters. Mm. And I think from what I'm hearing you say, and we were talking about like what the lessons were from this year and learnings that have really helped us grow. I think every podcaster has those glimmer moments where they're like, should I keep doing this? Like, mm. is there still more to talk about? Like, you know, do we keep running this show? And yes, yes, you should. Yeah. Because, you know, we both teach people how to stand out as an authority and an expert in their work and in their industry. And when you have a platform like this, your consistency and the regular presence in front of your community, it matters. Yeah. So for me, the takeaway from this is keep going, find a way to get creative, reinvent the conversation, you know, get a coach to like fine tune the podcast and make it more powerful, whatever it needs to happen. But if you're going to have a platform like this, don't like stop because it's getting heavy and awkward mm. find a way to make it more impactful more inspiring more influential so you can continue to grow the impact that, that you want to have so that was my takeaway from this love it it's like oh my god there's four million podcasts listed and less than four hundred thousand active i'm doing something right if i stay consistent absolutely and congratulations because i know amplify success podcast is in the top 1.5% of podcasts in the entire world. So that just shows what consistency does. And we dropped down to the top 2% from 2.5% last year. So it just proves that consistency is key. 
Yeah. Big high fives all around. Yeah, now totally. We gotta, now <laughs> influenced by design, or not influenced by design, because that's yours. Next level influence is going to be on those charts next year, too. Absolutely. So thank you to all the listeners for being a part of that. All right. Let's cover one more. This one's very near and dear to my heart, as I know it is with you. And it started because of conversations we were having. Mm -hmm. So you're personally responsible for this learning and this lesson for me in a good way. (laughs) I love that. Thank you for adding the last bit. (laughs) Yes, in a good way. You know, I've known about human design for many years, probably 15 years. And I kind of like moved in and out of using that tool and I never really understood it. And when you and I had our world start intersecting so deeply, we started talking a lot about human design and you would reflect things back to me. And this year, I really dove a lot deeper. Last year, but this year was when I started to see the personal cost of operating outside of my human design. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I just want to add in here that I think, and this is a conversation I've heard a lot, is people talking about I can't do that because of my human design or it doesn't feel good. But what I loved about our conversations is, well, this isn't in your design, but what can you do to get back on track? So it had that more positive influence rather than a negative influence, if that makes sense. Yeah, say more about that because I think human design is one of the most untapped resources on the planet. Mm. And you use it a lot in your work. I think when we understand what our human design is, and let me just say, you know, we're going to link this back to a conversation we had about human design at some point, because we have an episode of the show to talk about human design and how it impacts your content. Well, it also impacts your decision-making. It sure does. And it impacts your energy. Mm -hmm. Like you being the most authentic and aligned version of you, when you understand your human design profile, you learn how to engage with others, whether it's your clients or your brand or your team in a way that activates the most energetically fluid, if that's the best word, like your flow state in a way that, I mean, it's like it changes everything Mm. when you activate this. So I personally experienced this last couple of years being outside of my human design And it became a catalyst for me to make some very big decisions and invest in my business to, in a certain way, so I could be more in alignment with my human design. So I changed my offerings as we're going into 2023. I let go of a program that was making me angry. Mm. (laughs) And as a manifester, that is, that anger is the, it is the spotlight and I remember saying to you, hmm, if there's anger, like we got to dive into this straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Because anger to me is a sign I am not in my energetic, correct, you know, pattern. You're not in alignment. No. Yeah. And it was very insightful for me to see the places where I may have been making decisions or holding on to something because I spent a lot of time and money developing it, but it wasn't necessarily giving me fuel or it wasn't making me feel inspired. And And so as a manifester, like my great gift in the world is to inspire the most powerful version of other people. Mm -hmm. Like my energy, literally my energy activates inspiration in others. And the more I embrace that. Yeah. Your energy is 
big. Yes. And I was like not embracing that. And I realized like, oh my gosh, like the pandemic, I shrank a little bit because mm. we stopped doing things that, you know, were live yeah. in person. And I'm like, okay, time to activate those. So I could do a whole episode just on like getting back into design with the, or my human design. But I just want to see how has that been for you with your human design? Did you notice anything out of alignment or getting back into alignment that would be worth sharing here? hundred percent. And this is going to be super vulnerable share here mm -hmm. because I do work with human design. I use it with my, it's a modality I use with my clients. I know and I put this in air quotes because sometimes we've got to really check in with ourselves. I know what it means. I'm a generator to be in my alignment. I know how it feels to be in alignment. I know how to make decisions. And even I, in the second half of the year, went into what I've heard described as functional burnout. And as a generator, we are designed to do work that inspires us so that we share that energy with the world. So when we're doing work that we absolutely love, we give energy to the rest of the world and most importantly, ourselves. I hadn't even realized that I was in this functional burnout. So because generators are energy types and we have all this energy, we don't hit burnout and lie on the couch and do nothing. What happens is our, our life starts to turn into Groundhog Day we get up and we just do what we need to do and we go to bed and there's absolutely no energy there whatsoever and it actually even took me a little while to realize what had happened and there was a couple of conversations with you that were you know quite I'm going to say poignant in that I hadn't even realized what was happening and then some of the things that were coming out of my mouth in our private conversations I was like what is happening I've never said these kinds of things before. So I really had to dig deep and, and go back and say, right, what is it? How am I designed to be? Am I living this? Where is the misalignment? And there's been a lot of hard conversations within our company in the last few weeks of the direction of our company in 2023 so that I can get back to being in full alignment. Oh, my God. There's so many growth opportunities that are going to be emerging from, you know, burnout, painful lessons, insights, and just, you know, we're constantly evolving and growing as entrepreneurs. So I think next week we should do a whole episode on what we see as the big growth opportunities for mm. 2023 and beyond. What do you think? Absolutely. All right. Cannot wait. <laughs> we be sure to tune in. And so today, Sam, do you have a resource that we ought to share with people to help them kind of take what we've talked about and move it to that next level for them. hundred percent. I have just redone my million dollar plan for 2023, which is the nine key areas to reflect and set goals in your business for the next year. Exactly what we were just talking about now. And you can get a copy of that at samanthariley.global forward slash plan. Hmm. And I'm sure you've got something amazing to share, Melanie. Yeah, I'll share my plan, my version of the plan. My plan is how to add another six figures to your business by leveraging other people's audiences. And what I found is a lot of the learnings over the years always come from like, how in alignment are you with your message? Like, is your brand in alignment? Is your, are the audiences you're choosing in alignment? Like making sure that everything is in alignment 
and on brand with the superpower that you sell, like the offer that you have. So if you go to amplifywithmelanie.com, you'll see what that seven-step framework is and how to put all those puzzle pieces together. So maybe you'll add a, another six figures, maybe you'll add another seven figures mm. by really like kind of making the things you're already doing perform better. Love it. Melanie, it's been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you here today. And to our audience that has supported us and the launch of our podcast this year, thank you. And we hope that you have a happy holidays and stay safe and have a wonderful time with friends and family. Happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social. And be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode. Yeah,